Hello fellow podcast fans and welcome to another episode of Behind the Fans. I'm your host, David Herbert. Thank you so much for all the feedback from last week's episode. I really appreciate the comments. If you would like to be a part of future podcasts, please send me a message through the Behind the Fans Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com forward slash Behind the Fans. Also, I'm very proud to announce that not only the podcasts are available on Spotify and SoundCloud, they will also be available via Apple Podcasts and eventually, over time, available through other streaming services as well. On to today's episode, we speak to a person who totally loves four things with a passion. Radio, his Ford FG Series 1 2010 car, his gorgeous cat Ruby, and most of all, he is a very passionate Eagles supporter. His name is Brendan Cherry, and he is a guest on the Behind the Fans podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, for those who are listening into this uh, podcast right now, we had a bit of a technical issue before because I thought I actually pressed the record button, and as it turned out, I actually didn't. So this is take two. And on the line right now, we've got Brendan Cherry. G'day, Brendan. G'day, Herbie. How are you, mate? Good. Now, hopefully, this will actually run a little bit more smoother this time, and hopefully that uh, I will not uh, have any more technical issues. So, But how are you going? Oh, mate, going fantastic. Uh, in February, uh, approaching the start of the 2021 season, looking forward to it, but uh, hopefully back to 60,000 this year. Fantastic. Well, yeah, fingers crossed as well too, mate. So, who is your AFL team of choice and why? Well, it'd be the West Coast Eagles because they're the first Western Australian team to play in the VFL now, now AFL since 1987. And they've won more premierships than the other uh, contenders in Western Australia. So, okay, so you say the West West Coast Eagles uh, from 1987. Did you go to quite a few games at uh, Subiaco Oval? I did go to a few games with various people over the years, including one with my current part, uh, footy partner in crime, Dan, who lives down in Bunbury. Fantastic. So, so I've been to quite a few over the years at, um, at Subiaco and uh, at Optus as well. So it's been a really good and the, the thing I like about it is you get to meet other fans and you become it's like a lifelong friendship with them of course it is because you, you you form that that uh, that brotherhood bond I suppose yeah so yeah. have you got any any favourite memories from Subiaco days oh from the Subiaco days ooh that's a very good question thank you um I'd say the best one was when Nick Nananui kicked the goal after the siren to win against North Melbourne. I was sitting at the um, three-tiered stand where Nick Nananui kicked it after the siren, and I lost my voice that night. I went with a couple of people <laughs> who had a spare ticket that time. Well, I'll tell you what, you weren't the only one, mate, because I was actually there, and I was sitting in my, 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 uh, my late uh, neighbour's uh, seat because he actually had what I reckon was the very best seat at Subiaco Oval. If you could imagine where the television cameras set up for the broadcast, you know, that, that yep. area in the middle of the ground? Well, he was actually sitting below uh, where they set up the, the cameras for the broadcast. And wow. right, right behind me was North Melbourne's uh, C, it was CEO at the time, James Brayshaw. And when Nick Natanui kicked that goal... Yeah, we were all going absolutely crazy up in the grandstand and you just turned around and you looked at James Brayshaw and he just had this real look of disappointment on his face. Yep. 
really nice bloke. I actually met him uh, at half time and shook hands and said good day and really top bloke. But uh, it was nice to get the four points that night. And I do remember that night very well. So it, it still was. It was fantastic. It still was. But in regards to Subi, I mean, you know, that's where mem- the memories really started. And then, you know, as I've met a few people and they've got some more games with, with a few people, including my Dan, who's my partner in crime, who lives down in Bunbury. So, you know, it's nice to have have some Bunburnians Bur- coming up to the game. So. I'll tell you what, they, they still do it to this day because they they get the the bus or the bus from Bunbury to, to Perth and... And or sometimes that one in one instance they may drive to Mandra and catch a train and pop up at Canterbridge and take a bus from there to Optus. Exactly right. And this is where I kind of really wish the AFL would look at the uh, the fixture because sometimes you know how the Eagles play against Essendon on the Thursday nights. Yes. It doesn't work for the country people because the country people love to come up and and watch. Uh, the Eagles play, and they can't, and they can't do it on a Thursday night because if they tried to, uh, if they, or if they wanted to come up, they'd have to take the day off, and yep. they'd have to stay in a hotel overnight, and then uh, catch the, catch, you know, go back home that way, and also too, you know, Perth traffic as well too. So it, I kind of wish peak hour as well. What sparked your interest in AFL football? I mean, it was a game that was played across the country, really, and obviously here in, in Perth as well. So, you know, it's watched by a lot of people. And, I mean, everywhere you go, even if you go to a pub, there's always a game on. But one thing that, you know, in terms of um, when the Eagles aren't playing, I mean, a game of football is really, really good when it's an absolute cracking result of less than five points. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. And, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Say if it's a, a really good rivalry of, say... um. Uh, maybe Richmond and Collingwood, you know, like a game less bet- of less than five points. That that would be something that's definitely not getting off the couch for, or even if you're at the pub. Well, uh, funny you should mention uh, like a like a good like a really tight game because and and again this is going back to the Subiaco Oval days. Uh, I remember going to see Fremantle and St Kilda on the on the Friday night. And that was the game that uh, Justin Longmuir kicked the goal to win the game for the Dockers. Uh, similar pocket where Nick Nat kicked it. That's exactly right. But a little bit, I think it was a little bit more tighter, more of a tighter angle and a little bit further out. But I tell you what, when he kicked that, when he kicked that goal, I have never heard a roar so loud from Subiaco Oval. It was amazing. Yep. Who is your or was, your favourite sporting idol? Yeah, look, Benny Cousins was my favourite sporting idol when he was um, in the good books playing for the Eagles, but it's really a pity he's gone downhill in the last many or so years, but we won't go into those sort of things because, you know, he, he, he's, you know, because it's something um, that's going to be dealt with by the relevant people. But in terms of current idol, is, uh, including my favourite player, which is Nick Natanui, the flying PG. And why do you do you like him as a as a player? Because he's a very he's like very very tall, and he, especially when he goes up against some of the toughest ruckmen, he always seems to get a better tap. It's just so mobile, like you could put him up forward, and he could kick a few goals as well too. And from what I've meant to believe, he's a really down to earth person as well. He is. I actually met Nick Natanui about 10, um, 2009 down at my local Forest Lakes shopping centre. 
Okay. And I was quite young back then, and uh, it was just an absolute pleasure to meet him, a very young Nick Nat at the time. So if the sport of AFL didn't exist, what other sport would you actually follow? That's actually a really good question because, you know, there's, a, there's always going to be a sport that will get your attention, especially during one part of the year and then the other part of the year as well. I mean, occasionally I do follow the cricket like the Perth Scorchers, like I went to the Scorchers Hobart's Hurricanes game uh, by luck uh, about a month ago. You know, that, that was, it was pretty good. I got into the VIP Bankwest Club. Oh, wow. The food was really good. The atmosphere was brilliant. It was just um, something that was uh, definitely worth the uh, worth the time, I tell you. Hey, Herbie, I'll tell you one thing. Um, another room I've been in at Optus Stadium, this was a December last year for a, a private radio farewell, um, was the locker room. Oh, yeah. What's that like? It's actually pretty good because um, what it is, it's the locker room is basically like a room where you can get all the the drinks and you actually see um like the uh, the West Coast Eagles actually or the home team, whoever the home team is, run out through the locker room. And, you know, there's this little bit where you can actually stand there and ride up to the fence and feel like you're part of the action. And that's the great thing about the stadium is the fact that you are basically uh, arm's length away from your favourite players and you can actually see them warm up in the in the change room. And do all that yeah. pre-match stuff before they head out on the ground. But I just have a feeling now that because of uh, coronavirus uh, are, uh, going around still at this moment, uh, I think that the player access like that will be definitely be uh, off limits. I think probably for good now. Yep, no, definitely. So during the pandemic, how did you support your team? Look, I supported them with a. Um I think it was a 25% uh, pledge. Okay. Yeah, and because I mean, it was a tough time, but, you know, you just do the right thing to get keep the club going, basically, because we're loyal. Absolutely, yep. So did you... I did get to... Nick on. So did you get to go to a couple of games? I did go to Eagles Geelong um, and then the Eagles Collingwood uh, final, the one where we lost by a point. Oh, yes, I remember that game. I definitely remember that. Uh, mate, I, when I drove home that night, I was absolutely silent. I did not have the radio on. I did not say anything. I just went home and I went straight to bed that night. So do you have any sporting mem- memorabilia at home? Um, no, I don't have any sporting memorabilia at home, but I know um, I know someone, um, I know a, a good mate um, who is, Goes to the games, and I've met. Uh, I know he's got a lot of memorabilia. Okay, so but do you have like any posters or or any? I have a couple of posters here and there, but I've got to do. But I've got to dig out, dig through them, and have a look because yeah, it's just it's been one of those times, you know, where you you know you shifting stuff around in the home, you know. So, and of course, you know, you lose things and things go missing. So yeah. Exactly. So, but uh, and, I mean, with corona and with coronavirus, I know it's put a hard impact, especially um, the thirty thousand limit at Optus Stadium. But hopefully, we can go back up to sixty thousand soon. But I doubt it will happen any time yet because of um, coronavirus um, restrictions at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. So we we'll just just wait and see what happens, and it'd be great if we got back to sixty thousand. But I think it's going to be another season. Uh, where it'll be capped at probably thirty thousand. So yeah, 
I mean, but look, Mark, um, look on the issue of Mark McGowan, he's done a fantastic job all throughout coronavirus. I mean, yes, we got put into a snap lockdown, but, you know, he, he did it for the best interest so we could get back to phase four a lot quicker. Exactly right. And, yeah, I know it's... it's well, what's what's been happening, folks, in in this in this week is that uh, over the past two weeks is that we've actually been asked to wear masks uh, when we go out, and in particularly when we go to work. Now, Brendan, I know that you work at Woolworths. Uh, yep. You you obviously have to, to wear a mask. So, what, yep. what 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 Woolworths do you work at? Oh, look, I used to work at one in Murray Street in Perth City, but recently I've moved uh, to Forest Lake store in Thornley, which is a lot closer to home and it's having a more better impact on uh, my day-to-day life. Do you have any thoughts on how the media uh, cover the game of football, i.e. should they back off if there's, a, if there's an issue with a player or should they have the right to continually ask the tough questions? Look, in terms of sport, I mean, it depends what the issue is in sport. I mean, there are some commentators who try to be biased and try to make want to try and get the other team to win with their commentary. I mean, they should stop being so biased and actually make it fair and square for both teams. Brendan has got this gorgeous, gorgeous uh, cat, Ruby. How old's Ruby, babe? She is nine years, uh, 11, 10 years old. She's 10 years old, wow. Thank you very much, Brendan, for, for joining us on the podcast. And uh, go the Eagles, eh? I agree, Herbie. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. No worries. And thank you for putting up with all the uh, the stuttering and the uh, and the technological issues that we had before. But we got <laughs> through it, so that's the main thing. We sure did. <laughs> thank you for listening in to the podcast. Make sure that you give us a like on the Facebook page and follow us on the streaming services. Until next time... Catch you soon.